Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Welcome back to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. This is your host, Tracy Doherty. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And now we're heading into the beautiful Advent season, which is one of my favorite seasons of the year because we're waiting on the coming of Christ. I'm praying that your heart is full and you're anticipating a slower pace, not a faster pace, and lots of time reflecting on the life and the work of Jesus. And speaking of Jesus, I'm really excited today to have a long-awaited and special conversation to reflect not only what the Lord has done, because we're still celebrating We're still celebrating 10 years of impactful ministry with the Freedom Challenge, but what the Lord has done on the Jesus Walk Israel Challenge. What a perfect time as we move into Advent to actually reflect on the land in which he walked and lived and was present. So now I have to say this challenge is more unique than any other challenge that we have had in the history the last decade. Let me tell you why. I had the seed in my heart for this Jesus Walk Israel Challenge, probably in the end of 2018. And then in 2019, we opened the registration. And for those of you who have been a part of the Freedom Challenge in the past, you know how exciting it is when you're like making the decision to go on a big epic challenge have your life changed. So we opened the registration in 2019 with the hopes that it would be happening in 2020. And listen, no joke, we're here in the fall, well, actually almost the winter of 2022, and it just happened. The logistics on this trip, we did not have to change the date once, not twice, not three times, but four times. And man, did God teach us so many things about patience and forbearance and flexibility and all the things, because we've all been learning these things together over these last years. But there's a whole group of Freedom Sisters that I have to say, their forbearance and patience to actually go to this land has been like none other I've ever seen. So... Today, we get the privilege of hearing from a very special lady, Adriana Santovina, and I'm thrilled because actually, this is the first time I've heard about this trip, so it's hot off the press. So with all of that pomp and circumstance and introduction to this epic Jesus Walk Israel Challenge. Adriana, would you introduce yourself and share with our listeners where you're coming from, where you're calling from, maybe a little bit about your family? 
and your connection with the Freedom Challenge. Thank you so much, Tracy, for having me here today. Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Adriana Santovina, and I'm beyond excited to be here with you today. Um, telling you a little bit about myself, I'm from Quito, Ecuador. I moved to sunny Florida 31 years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm married to Sergio, who is a big supporter of the Freedom Challenge. We have been empty nesters for almost two years now, and we have three children. Sergio II, who is my stepson, he's 34 years old. He's currently in the Navy, and uh, we are very thankful for his service. Our second is our daughter, Emily. She's 28 years old. She graduated from FSU, and she's successfully working in sales at the moment. Next is our youngest, Isabella. She's 19 years old, and she's currently attending her second year of college at Florida Gulf Coast University. She would like to become a pediatric occupational therapist. Mm. Um, so I'm blessed to work with a luxury custom builder, an amazing family-owned business who, yes, you guess, has been an active supporter of the Freedom Challenge. In fact, Scott, one of the owners, participated in the corporate climb to Kilimanjaro along with his lovely wife, Debbie. And this is how through Debbie, Susan, and Advent Lutheran Church in Boca Raton that I became involved in the Freedom Challenge since 2012. And why did I say yes to my first challenge? When Debbie invited me to participate in, in the Pikes Peak Conference and Challenge in Colorado Springs back in 2012, um, I found out for the first time the existence of human trafficking. Mm. When I learned that 50 million of people around the globe are either trafficked or participating in some kind of modern slavery, my heart was broken. When the statistics showed that 24 million of those people are women and 12 million are underage children, I could not look the other side and ignore what is happening. I had to do something. Human traffic is real. And as of January this year, just to give you a little perspective, in our uh, country, Florida ranks third in the nation. So. Mm -hmm. It happens in our very own uh, backyard. And there we were, a group of ladies from our church, full of encouragement. But uh, how do we train in Florida for, uh, <laughs> for Pikes Peak, a 14,000 meter, I mean, feet uh, tall mountain? We got to get creative. So we train along our Linton Bridge, which is the highest point in our area. We uh, walk on the sand with our boots and our backpacks. Uh, we went up and down the bleachers and uh, we just became, you know, creative. But um, it was just our efforts that we wanted to accomplish. Um, after Pikes Peak, um, I did the seven summits in four days in Colorado. Uh, the next one was a vision trip to India. 
a transformational journey to see firsthand all the amazing work that the Freedom Challenge was doing. But I will need a whole podcast for that. (laughs) (laughs) And next was Wyoming in 2016. Then it was Utah in 2018. And then while we were well, while we were waiting for things to get better after COVID, we um, can um, so we can go to Israel. I participated in a regional challenge that was mm-hmm. in my backyard. It was uh, in the Everglades in Florida, mm-hmm. and it was so refreshing to see so many Freedom Sisters from many years ago reunited to spread awareness and glorify His name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bike Speaks, which was my first one, was not easy, but I can tell you that how it started was Debbie said something to me that became my mantra, and it was one step after another, and that's mm. how we have made it to the summit. Mm-hmm. Well, Adriana, when I'm listening to you here, first I just want to say thank you. Because when we are talking about celebrating 10 years, a decade of fruitful, impactful ministry for the Freedom Challenge, you're in it from day one. Your heart, along with this whole sisterhood that you spoke about in Florida, which I can see each one of their faces, including yours, has been from the very beginning planting seeds that we're seeing continued fruit from. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your your loyalty, for your passion that I sense from even the statistics and realizing that each one of those statistics is a real human being with a life and a face. What I hear coming from you is not only loyalty and missional heart, but just a sense of great compassion And I just want to say thank you for all of your efforts on behalf of the work of the Freedom Challenge and this sisterhood through the years. No, I I really feel uh, blessed that uh, my friends and my church was able to connect me with these with this beautiful organization, Tracy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And so many of the places that you mentioned, including India, which I would agree with you, does need one full podcast to unpack. Um, I, I just feel a huge sense of gratitude for your contribution, as well as so many others through the years. But you have to, I'm sure that you would, you know, feel similar that the Jesus Walk Israel challenge is so different than so many others simply because of how it was just this moving target, this kind of longing for all of us to go and never really being certain if the opportunity would be there. I am so curious to know what that personal journey was like for you, like from the beginning signing up. I'm guessing you probably signed up in 2019 thinking that you would just easily be heading out in 2020, but navigating all the unforeseen challenges. I'm wanting to crack that open and let you just kind of speak into what that was like for you for this. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we did sign up from the beginning. We were about 10 ladies from our church that um, 
that were looking forward to do the Jesus walk. We uh, can see how that special was going to be. And uh, now reflecting uh, on all of our efforts and fundraisings, I can recall um, when we were able to do our main event just days before large gatherings were suspended because of the pandemic. The Lord clearly helped us to accomplish that at the right time. I think there might be like three days before they shut everything down. So we were we were really blessed on that. And then also reflecting another way, uh, when I was organizing a Zumba class fundraiser to take place outdoors uh, at our church, I had well, one of my friends that had volunteered in previous fundraisers to, you know, conduct the class. But then I met an, another new instructor that she was easy to talk to. And when I started telling her what we were doing, she immediately said, I would love to help. And she will bring her friend that was also an instructor. So mm-hmm. here we are. I have three Samba instructors. But the Lord, I feel the Lord did this because... One Zumba instructor was Jewish. The new Zumba instructor was Palestinian. And her friend was American. So a coincidence? I don't think so. Um, the, the instructors had one thing in common. They wanted to help. They want to raise awareness. And they want to make a difference in someone's life. So that was a beautiful thing that I saw the Lord doing it. Mm. Mm. I mean, what I hear is, and I mean, I think all of us, you know, just had to live with this tension of seeing how to accomplish what was in our heart differently. And that's what I hear you bringing to the table is that you could see the provision that this big event that your church participated in on behalf of the women. And mind you, each one of you raised $10,000 for the work of the ministries of the Freedom Challenge, which goes directly to impact vulnerable women and children all over the world. But to see God's hand just under the wire and then your ability to envision something maybe different than you had thought of before And then how God was bringing together intentionally women that would have a shared heart from all these varying backgrounds. Mind you, two of them being directly what you would be experiencing in Israel with, you know, this Palestinian and the Jewish people and all the things that you will talk a little bit more about. There's so much providence. It's almost seems like God was dropping little motivators to keep your heart connected. Because honestly, I would say the majority of the women that originally signed up for this trip, they all stayed put, except if there was, there were a few personal injuries, as well as some dates that just didn't work out because we had to move it four times. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. And um, I also had a, another thing where I saw the Lord working out is um, my family had two big losses during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law and my father-in-law passed away almost mm-hmm. two years apart. And I felt that God timing allowed me to be home and support my loved ones during this difficult time. 
mm-hmm. you know, that otherwise maybe I wouldn't be um, yeah. home. And, um, and also so many other um, things such as uh, connecting with my dad, who I was not able to visit during the pandemic, and my family in Ecuador while we did a Zoom Bible study. Um, it was That was a gift from God because even though we were not physically close, we felt closer than ever. Mm. And God was um, hard at work molding us and preparing us for this journey. Um, and what kept me going despite the unforeseen changes was a heart full of gratitude, faith, and hope. And also we knew that we had an army of ladies among the Freedom mm-hmm. Challenge among our church, our family and friends praying for us and for Israel Challenge to become a reality. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would agree with you. This this challenge was on the heart of so many people. And you know, Adriana, I'm so sorry for your loss during that season. I too experienced the loss of my father right there in 2020. And I would echo the same sense of what ended up being gratitude to navigating these disappointments that God had given me this time to really um, be present for the grieving process. And it sounds like we share that experience in common. Well, I mean, because the trip got moved four times, I think all of us had to be so resilient and efficiently flexible. I know our team at the Freedom Challenge did. And one of the great disappointments that I had to wrestle, as you know, is that this was something God had put in my heart that I really longed to do. And after all of the changes, it turned out that that final change took me out of the ability to go on this trip. And, you know, there's something about all of us, how we navigate the unexpected things of life with Jesus, with community, with gratitude and acceptance. You know, that was a little bit difficult for me to actually accept that I couldn't climb Kilimanjaro and then mere 10 days later head on over to Israel. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, just coming to terms with accepting that limit, Mm -hmm. I feel that that was an exercise that all of us who have been a part of these, you know, living in the last several years have really had to come to terms with and, um, you know, just process. So again, I'm really thrilled to hear about this challenge. So with that being said, what was it like to finally arrive in Israel? And I'm hoping you can give us a few memorable and funny moments that really stuck out while you were there. Yes. Um, So we arrived to Israel. Thank God everything was a smooth sailing. No delays. Our luggage arrived with us. And so we decided to get something to eat. We were exhausted um, after traveling all day. Um, So we went to a restaurant nearby. And our waitress was a young lady. And there was something special about her. We all agreed on that. And so she helped us uh, because they didn't have a menu in English. So she kind of helped us ordering our food. And... um, it wasn't until she came back and checked on our food, make sure everything was uh, 
right, uh, that she asked us, uh, what is this group of ladies doing in Israel? She was curious. So we were excited to tell her that we are doing the Jesus walk and, you know, and so on. And she said, oh, so you are Christians. Mm. And her eyes illuminated and she said, I'm a Messianic Jew. Mm. So right there, we knew that was the special thing about her. And, um, and we were mm. so thrilled to be able to meet her. She told us her name was Naya, which in Hebrew means uh, beauty of God. Mm. And um, she went on to explain that the percentage of Messianic Jew in Israel is really slim. But I think this was this encounter was uh, a message from God of hope. Mm. Imagine the first person we encountered was a Messianic Jew. So I really was thankful that God sent us that message of hope. Mm-hmm. What a greeting. Yeah. You know, like what, what a good way to start. Uh, I love that. I, yes. I really do. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell us some more. Some yes. memorable moments. Some, you know. Absolutely. Um, the next day we met our fearless group of Freedom Challenges lady in Tiberias, where they were waiting for us. Um, a beautiful heartfelt welcoming dinner under the stars and oversee the Sea of Galilee. Um, I remember all of us were delighted to finally be there. Our hearts were full and we were all having one common goal and it was the love of God and the love for others. We were ready to start our journey. Mm. Um, so um, every day we started up with a devotional that set the tone for the day. It was such a wonderful feeling to imagine, you know, while looking at the mountains, that um, Jesus might have looked at the same scenery. Mm. And um, walking through the olive trees, reflecting on this, and passing by Muslim villages and praying for them was priceless to me. Mm-hmm. Um, visiting the Messianic congregation was another highlight for myself. Just being in the Holy Land and being able to pray over our brothers and sisters was mm-hmm. priceless. So beautiful. I, I'm i curious to know if there was one moment when you were going on your journey where, um, you know, a story that you'd heard um, in the Gospels or um, th- that something just really connected and filled the gaps in for you. Like maybe it was, you know, realizing like in this place was where this passage of scripture was you know given I, I did you have any moment like that that was just um real yes absolutely um it was uh when we visited the mount of olives um and know that jesus wept there um we had a mm. beautiful um a beautiful meditation there, despite the noise in the background, despite uh, the busyness of the place, we were able to just imagine Jesus there being in that moment mm. and feel what he felt 
And just being in the same place was just absolutely priceless to me. What a beautiful reflection of how that was for you to imagine what it was like to have Jesus speaking these words so long ago. I, I can see that that would be entirely impactful. Thank you for sharing. So, um, you know, all year long we've been talking about what the Lord has done. And I'm really curious to know, during this challenge where you were quite literally walking where Jesus walked, what was it the Lord did in those personal moments for you? Well, we really had a lot of opportunity to reflect on that. We had uh, quiet moments. We spoke to each other and shared our burdens, our joyful moments. And um, we just got to get to know each other and see the face of Jesus in each and every one of us. Um, I can recall uh, one day, uh, I think it was our second day, that was very, it was rainy. And uh, our shoes were loaded with mud and our feet got heavier. And it was very difficult to keep walking unless we removed the mud from our shoes. And this reminded me how God tells us to leave our burdens, problems, and worries to him, to trust him, and he will sustain. So that was a little example of he, of um, what we need to um, remember to do and trust in him. Little later, the rain stopped just in time for our lunch on top of the mountain. The sky cleared up, so we enjoyed the view and safety came down the mountain. We knew people were praying at all times for our safety and our spiritual journey. Another um, beautiful encounter that I can remember was along the way was um, an exhaust mother that and a baby that we met at our hotel lobby. Um, we listened to her pain as she was going through difficult times with her family. Her power was shut down and at her home, so that's why she had to come to the hotel. She was thrilled when one of our friends, Tracy, offered to hold her baby. She was so grateful. Mm. She said her baby needed love. Her baby was in the middle of conflict. And um, she said she was a believer, but her husband wasn't. But despite all the conflicts she was going through, she uh, found someone to listen to her. She expressed that she had hope for her, ham- for her family and for her nation. So little things that we did like that, we were able to touch people and at the same time learn from people uh, mm. to always keep hope in their heart. Um, another beautiful encounter I can tell you was uh, when we met a priest in Nagda we attended to a service in a small little chapel where the priest showed uh, a genuine interest in what we were doing. His sermon was about helping the poor, but he was able to incorporate the oppressed 
and he mm. pray over victims of human traffic and he pray for the traffickers he pray over mm. us and at the end of the service he kept asking questions and we had opportunity to tell him more about our cause and uh, he had such a good sense of humor while he was introducing to some other people he will say meet this nice group of women and that they have been um, hiking for five days and he was sharing all he had learned from us. So that was another um, touch that um, God wanted us to experience. And I don't think it was another coincidence. Mm. Um, just, and, and that made me reflect that as Jesus walked through these trails, he touched so many lives. As we walk and hike, it was about 50 miles. We had the opportunity to meet so many wonderful people along the way. And we grew spiritually because of what, <clears throat> because of what um, our lives won't be ever the same. But this was not because of who we are, but because of what the Lord has done in this beautiful journey. Mm. Wow. That's a lot of wealth of um, experience that you get to carry home. And, you know, I ha what is that like holding all those stories in that experience for you? Have you been able to share it outside of this very moment? We are still taking it all in, you know, because yeah. it's a lot. And we have notes and we have our journal and yes. I'm so blessed for that. Uh, we were uh, making notes on our phones. We were sharing, comparing. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful thing. I'm sure we're going to get together, put uh, an album together, yeah. pictures together, and write our, our story so we can share with the people that were at yeah. home, uh, cheering on us, praying for us. Um, so we definitely will be sharing this with our group of friends, with our church and families. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yes, all alone. Yes. Well, just kind of integrating all of those things into your story and spending time with them. I mean, there's a whole process of what it's like to come home and sit with all of these moments where you're encountering a person and you're seeing the reflection of Christ. You're seeing, you know, a geographical location and you're recognizing what happens scripturally and biblically and historically there. I'm just seeing all of these little smatterings of goodness. So one of the things that um, I really like about the trips that we get to do um, with the Freedom Challenge and one of my personal prayers is that all of those who experience a challenge would have an expanded worldview. And I know that you had the opportunity to have two incredible Operation Mobilization leaders who have had many years of experience advocating for will, women and children in some of the poorest countries or, or oppressive power structure countries where there's great imbalances of power. What is the inside or new learnings that connected the dots for you between the work that the Freedom Challenge does and the impact that it actually makes on vulnerable populations. I mean, you saw that work in India, but I'm wondering if there's 
any more insight that you could share about what that was like for you? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, um, I was extremely grateful to have the opportunity to visit the Messianic congregation. It was an honor for me to pray with them, pray for them, sing, sing in Hebrew with them. Um, these are faithful people that stepped out of their comfort zones to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Holy Land and to lead by example. Um, despite living in the middle of chaos, they always had a smile. They always had a beautiful uh, reflection of Christ. And uh, so um, this made me realize that um, connecting the dots, I would like to use an, illust an illustration that one of our ladies from the prayer team used when we were celebrating our last day of climbing. Um, and it was a colony of ants, you know, when um, when uh, we get overwhelmed and think we are not doing enough, um, we need to vision those uh, little ants that we often saw in our walks and how they work together. They were busy building something, carrying a little leaf, carrying a little pebble. This is the same God I see using each and every one of us, each and every one of the people that are working with OM, the Freedom Challenge. Um, so whatever God plant us uh, for his purpose, um, together we will accomplish more. And um, don't ever feel that you are not doing enough because if we connect our efforts and if we work as a community, we will be continue to make a difference, and um, mm -hmm. and again, and and my theme keeps repeating to myself that this is not for who we are, but because of what the Lord has done in our lives. Mm -hmm. Oh, because of what the Lord has done in our lives. You know, our time is starting to wrap up, and I just feel like there's so much more we could hear from you. But I'm wondering if there's anything you feel like you would like to leave with the women about um, either it could be the Freedom Challenge, Jesus Walk Israel, and encouragement. We've got all of our 2023 and even moving into 2024 challenges that are coming available. But is there anything you'd like to leave us with, Adriana, before we sign off? Um, I just would like to encourage everyone that is listening to do something, um, something about this um, and raise awareness. It might not be climbing. It might be by praying. It might be by mm. contributing, but get involved. Um, just use your talents in a, such a way that you will glorify the name of God, and um, and just uh, follow your uh, interest in this wonderful cause to make a difference in this world. Mm. Yes, you certainly have. You certainly have. I think about all all the way back in 2012, you were given an opportunity to, to hear information that you allowed to change your heart posture. And 
I hear in your exhortation to us that you're saying, don't turn away because it's too painful to hear, but use what is in your hands to make a difference and be an advocate. And Adriana, you have done that and done that well. Thank you so much, sister, for joining me to talk about this. It's in the books, 2022, the Jesus Walk Israel is complete, except the work that it will continue doing in you and in the women we set out to bring freedom and bring strength to. So thank you for joining. Thank you so much, Tracy. Yes. And until next time, sister friends, let's continue to do good by helping enslaved women and children do more than you ever thought physically possible and do it together by connecting with women who have a heart for a hurting world. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.